It's 11 minutes now after 8 p.m. And uh, we now go into our conversation, uh, taking a look at a new book here published uh, called Black Academic Voices of the South African Experience. And as I said before we went to the break, I'm joined by Professor Katija Koza-Shangase, an associate professor and former head of department in uh, the uh, School of Speech Pathology Pathology and Audiology at WITS, and also joined by the head of public law department at UCT, Professor Danwood Chira. Professor Chira and Professor Koza Shangase, good evening to you, the both of you. Good evening. Professor Koza Shangasa, let me maybe start off with you. And uh, if you could just briefly give us, uh, I guess, some uh, background and context here to this particular book. Many of us would be familiar uh, with uh, some of the strides made by the Fees Form movement and the role of black academics uh, in solidarity alongside the student movement there and uh, the workers uh, on campus. And uh, one would think, of course, much of the impetus uh, following the Fees Form movement uh, to uh, pen this kind of book would have emerged uh, from, uh, I guess, uh, those in uh, the academia and within the faculties are really uh, are taking a self-introspective look at uh, the conditions that they face in their uh, uh, workplace. Yeah, um, you see, the, the, the book was certainly inspired partly by um, the, the events around Fees Must Fall, um, a decolonizer curriculum, um, but it's been something that's been in the works for a long time. A number of us who are, are contributors to this book, and certainly us as, as um, the editors of the book, were getting very frustrated reading in the media about the academics this, the academics that, and, 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 and we were spoken for and spoken about without actually um, uh, inserting our own voice in our own way and actually relay, relaying our own stories and our own narratives. So um, we were fortunate enough to, to get funding from the National Institute for uh, the Humanities and Social Sciences um, that gave us funding to enable us to uh, engage in, in dialogues across the country um, with black academics as well as um, black students mm. around issues of transformation in, in higher education. Mm. And, and then part of the outputs of this funding was the book. So just and talk so to us how we came into that. Yeah, just talk to us, Prof. I mean, about uh, I guess uh, some of the key things that emerged as insights of uh, the experience of black academics uh, in uh, the uh, roadshow that you undertook, and in some of the dialogues that you had uh, across the length and breadth of the country. You know, the the biggest thing is that there is this institutional culture that is entrenched that makes sure that. A, a majority of the black academics feel excluded. They, they, they are made to feel um, the reality that the academy was not uh, made for them. Hmm. Um, it was not uh, developed with them in mind. They, they feel accommodated rather than um, a, a, um, included and, and being part of, of the academy. They certainly feel like they're walking on eggshells the entire time. There's, there's one of the chapters in the book that's written by one cont- contributor. She calls it um, sitting on one bum. Mm. You're not, you never ever feel like you are, um, you are home, you are welcome, you're part of, of, of the institution. And that's certainly the, 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 the sentiment that we were getting from all academics. And, and this is not just about um, the, the, the feeling of being at home, but the, the fact that you, you don't feel like your knowledge from your own point of view, from your own worldview, 
is um, accepted, is celebrated, and is valued as much as the other knowledge that is taken as a standard. Mm. And, and and why is that? What, what about the institutional makeup of uh, academia and the faculties that you are part of? Uh, I guess uh, makes you feel like that. Uh, makes you feel epistemically that you know the knowledge that you create uh, is probably second tier knowledge, if uh, any knowledge at all, or even the sense that uh, you you need to be walking uh, on eggshells uh, just in the space that you occupy, rather than actually effectively asserting yourself uh, as uh, a professionals in the space that you occupy. You know, there's a there's a there's a huge benefit to um, numbers. Having numbers, mm. they, they, I guess there's something about safety in numbers. Um, when you are a, a black academic, especially a black female academic, in a space where you are the only one, rising up and expressing your opinion and expressing your views and, and disrupting the status quo mm. is not easy. You Essentially, you're putting a big black dot on your back if you do that. Because there's a reason why the status quo is the way it is. It's easy, you know, for those that have lived in that space. It's comfortable. It's, it, they understand it better. Now, here you're coming and you're questioning everything mm. that is there. Because obviously you're going to question it because it doesn't represent you. Yeah. You don't see yourself in the curriculum. But if you raise that, you are, you are being disruptive. And you start getting labels like you're the angry black woman, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor uh, Chira, let me bring you in here, uh, speaking to us from uh, the Department of Public Law at the University of Cape Town. Welcome to our conversation. And uh, uh, I maybe just want to bring you in here on some of the issues that uh, uh, Professor Koza Shangase is raising here. Uh, one, w- walking around as if you're walking on eggshells, making uh, yourself, uh, you know, ma- many academics feeling that uh, uh, they don't belong in that space, feeling very alienated in that space. And certainly at UCT, you've uh, uh, received a challenge over the last few years or so from your own students. And not only from the perspective of curriculum transformation and reform, decolonization, uh, but also as it relates, of course, to the institutional culture here. What do you make of uh, what uh, Professor Koza Shangase has said? Uh, and uh, does it chime in with uh, your own experience at UCT where many people in your own faculty and many of your students have, uh, uh, of course, um, uh, spoken out against a legacy of racism and alienation? And uh, the university also came back and said uh, some of those claims were grossly inaccurate. Uh, thank you, Ayabonga. Um, by the way, I'm the Dean of Law, so I was uh, Head of Department before, but now I'm Dean of the Faculty of Law at UCT. Um, I, can, I, I can agree with uh, Prof. Uh, Shangase that we've had a lot of challenges at the level of transformation and diversity, uh, not just among students, but also among staff, um, more so at the professorial level. Um, I, I have no doubt that um, there are many bad experiences of black academics at the university uh, where I am and in the faculty that I am in. Um, but I can also say that the, these experiences vary in terms of intensity and gravity from faculty to faculty, from um, uh, university to university, and also from department to department. Um, um, the, I mean, the must uh, 4 started at UCT, and uh, uh, part of it was not just a reaction to experiences of exclusion and the access. Uh, it was also about uh, the degree to which students are exposed to a wide range of views 
uh, in terms of who is teaching mm. and what is being taught. Um, and, 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 and that has uh, uh, given us an opportunity to rethink and uh, um, uh, do things much better. Mm. Um, I am more positive uh, than my colleague um, that we have more opportunities now. And at UCT, in my faculty, out of about 70 academics, we have 34 who are black. And uh, that's a huge difference from what we were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Uh, so, uh, the, the what has driven that change, Prof? What has driven that change? Because I mean, you know, yes, you'd be optimistic, but uh, a number of less than fifty percent, uh, thirty-four divided by seventy, in a country where uh, black people, by and large, constitute uh, uh, significantly more than two-thirds uh, of uh, the demographic population, should be seen as out of kilter. Uh, exactly, and um, um, we're not happy with these numbers. Uh, they're too small. Uh, it's relative. When I say it's now 34 out of uh, 70, it's really relative compared to, say, what we were five years ago, six years ago. Um, uh, there's a, a lot more that needs to, to, to happen. Um, and this is just a law faculty. Other faculties probably have worse uh, statistics, uh, mm. such as in science and other uh, faculties. What has changed uh, now um, at UCT, I can give you some more statistics from us. If you look at Five years ago, um, even eight years ago, the number of black students we had was 15% mm. in the class, in the yeah. LB class. Um, say for uh, the, the total population now, uh, that has doubled, and it's, uh, we have somewhere around 56 to 60%, okay. uh, um, which is growing. So if we have more of the students who are graduating, we are now also getting more of the master's students, sure, we are sure. also getting more of the PhD students. And that is making appointments, at least at the lecturer and senior lecturer level, mm. much better. So Professor Chira? Yeah, I, I mean, we, sorry, sorry, Professor Kozashangas, I'll come back to you. Uh, let's take this brief break and we'll come back to the issue, of course, of uh, the supply pipeline into academia. And, uh, of course, uh, why many young people, uh, I guess, uh, choose not to go into academia. And we'll take a look at some of those. And uh, I'll uh, start off with you, uh, Professor Kozashangas, on the other side of this brief break. Stay tuned. The 2018-19 UEFA Champions League season brought to you by Heineken has been unforgettable. Not only has Heineken brought you unmissable moments from every game, they are now bringing the ultimate unmissable moment from uh, the UCL final this Saturday in Jersey. If you want tickets, visit Heineken's Twitter page and participate in the competition that will reveal the 10th unmissable moment. You may just find yourself sitting next to one of the top goal scorers of all time. Not for persons under the age of 18. Enjoy Heineken responsibly. Twenty-three minutes it is after eight p.m. I'm in conversation with uh, Professor Kwasa Shangase and uh, Professor Chirwa, and uh, both of them members of uh, 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 the faculties in their respective universities at the University of the Witwatersrand and at the University of Cape Town. And we're talking about the experience of Black academics uh, in the university space. And Professor Kwasa Shangase, I know you wanted to chip in there, and maybe let me give you that opportunity before we get into the issue of, uh, I guess, the supply of Black academics and uh, uh, whether or not that complicates the project of transformation in any. Anyway. Look, I wanted to actually respond to, to Prof. Chira's uh, comment yeah, about um, perhaps me uh, or, or his views being a bit more uh, positive about where we are currently as black academics. Um, you know, the, the feeling that um, or, or, or the impression that we got 
and we had dialogues um, with with uh, faculty from across um, the country was that there is this there is this comfort that senior or management of the universities seem to um, to get because they see a demographic profile change. They see a cosmetic change in what we're seeing. So there are more black students, there are more black lecturers, but what power do they have to change or to impact what happens in the university? Mm. What power do they have to inform curriculum so that the curriculum is Afrocentric and it's actually talking to our context? And it's relevant to where we are. Mm. And those are the issues that people are frustrated with. That fine, the university may have 70% black students, but those students are only being taught mm. Eurocentric curriculum. Professor so Chura? That's the frustration that's yeah. there. Professor Chura, let me allow you to respond. That. What do you make uh, that uh, even uh, a marginal improvement in numbers is, uh, uh, I guess, uh, not significant when we look at the uh, you know, uh, power dynamics and even the epistemic profile of the university and what, indeed, students are being taught? Uh, in the last four years, uh, actually, the power dynamics have changed dramatically in favor of students. And, and that's a good thing. And that has happened because of the growing number of black students as well. So we'll never have had FISMAS 4 if we didn't have the number of students that we have. Um, so the power dynamics have changed quite a lot, and, and, and in, the, in the University of Cape Town, actually, uh, students um, um, command attention. They ask, they, they, what they say is being given attention much more. If, if, if you um, are on the ground, you actually see how much the power of the lecturer has diminished, um, um, as it were, and how much just a single email from a student uh, um, generates the attention of the highest um, um, in the authority but but prof what, what is the agenda and and I definitely appreciate that uh, certainly as a result of a successive waves of struggle be it the Rosemus Four movement and even the Fees Must Four movement uh, there's been a lot of primacy placed on the views of students and their own particular experience I'm interested in the experience of black academics what, what is the agenda of black academics at UCT in relation of course to I guess reclaiming their power um, as African scholars in the continent of Africa uh, okay, so so that's where the, the, the challenge at that level is much um, um, more uh, pronounced than at the student level, I would say, partly because the numbers are still uh, much lower, uh, especially at the associate professor and full professor level. Um, so most universities, including mine, are trying to uh, transform from the bottom because we don't have much pool at the higher level, and, and it's, it's much more complicated because it becomes more specialized. When you appoint, you have to appoint someone who fits the bill at that higher level and at the junior level where you can appoint anyone. Um, that will take uh, a while, I suppose, but from uh, what I see, the outlook now, if one looks at the numbers now, they look very, very bad, especially at the top level, but the outlook, the prospects um, look much better. Um, partly because the pipelines, especially the PhD students, the postdocs are coming in, mm. the, the lecturers and senior lecture levels. I mean, if I, I give you our numbers here, at lecturer and senior lecture levels, we stand uh, much better. Um, and the quality of the people we have is also um, very different from what we used to have before. Mm. Um, so the prospects for these young, ex- exceptional people we have are much better and, and things should change. The, the thing is that at the moment, for the next, I see, five, 
uh, years or so, it will still look very bad at the level of associate and full professor. Professor, professor, will, uh, l- let me come back to the question I was posing. Uh, and I pose this question because, you know, just over two decades ago, one of the greatest scholars on the Af- African continent, Mahmoud Mamdani, went to the yes. University of Cape Town and has written uh, quite lyrically about his own experience there, which was negative by all accounts. Um, yes. And the reason why I ask what the agenda of black academics is in relation to this future that we're talking about is, is largely related to this question. If I am sitting here as a master's student, having come out of uh, yes. uh, that system, what incentivizes me, if at all, to want to go into academia when I look at the suite of other possibilities that I have, if indeed we're saying, hey, you know, this thing will only change in 10 years and uh, even after 10 years, we might still be grappling and jostling for power uh, in a space that ideally, uh, you know, ought to be one that affirms and asserts uh, a certain kind of African personhood. And and never no frustration. Yes, yes, yes. uh, Prof, please please continue. What I would say is I would encourage that master's uh, students uh, strongly to, 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 to apply for a teaching assistant position. They will receive mentorship. Uh, they, will, they will have to do a PhD, and there are many scholarships available. The, 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 the environment is changing because there's contestation. The environment is changing partly because there's pressure. Students want uh, more black lecturers. Uh, the uh, executives at the, in the universities want change. Uh, within the faculties themselves, there is a, 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 a growing body of black lecturers, black senior lecturers and associate professors and professors who are also demanding change, and including some members of, um, uh, of, of uh, academic uh, members of the academic community who are white who are also changed. So the internal dynamics themselves uh, itself has changed and is demanding that change because there's a realization that there's no way, there's no way. Uh, back on this. It's only forward. So that is changing, and I think the environment uh, is a little bit acrimonious at the moment, but I think it will settle after a while. Um, and the, the the level of uh, camaraderie uh, between black academics and white academics, black students and white academics, will, will improve. Okay. I can tell you now that, um, as a last point perhaps on this, mm. that we have, we are in a unique position in South Africa that Black uh, academics and students are unhappy. White academics and students are also unhappy. Um, Members of staff, um, whether it's support staff or academic staff, everybody is in a very unhappy situation. And I think it will take a lot of work to get to a point where everybody uh, finds academic work, the universities, a, a happy place, a place where one can work and study and research and, and explore okay. ideas. Professor Kozashalans, Look, I, 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 I'm, I'm hearing Prof. Tura and I, I, you know, I understand when somebody speaks from his position of appointment. So I, I'm going to sound a bit like I'm a, a wild one because I'm not at that level of appointment. But there is, there needs to be acknowledgement that we have a problem, and 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 um, uh, encouraging black scholars or black students to go into academia and, and pretend or make, make it seem like it's okay, there's nothing wrong, is, is actually very wrong and it's unfair on them. I think that it, it, it should be a transparent system. People should come in knowing that there are these, these challenges, these tensions, and be ready to confront and be ready to um, contribute towards changing these, these, these dynamics. 
having somebody come in and saying, no, we all have a problem, we must just work together, I, I think that, that is creating a, a, a kind of a, a false uh, impression of, of what is it that we're dealing with. One of the major, major frustrations with the postgraduate pipeline that we are trying to grow so that they become the future academics. Uh, we, we just had a launch of our books, uh, um, Black Academic Voices, at, at UJ two weeks ago. And postgraduate students in the audience were sharing their stories of how they come with a topic, their research topic, that speak to their context that speak to their culture, that speak to their worldview. But the supervisors in the institutions refuse to accept those topics because they are telling a different narrative to the narrative that is the accepted norm. Now, even if the student is a good student, like Prof is saying, we're getting better students, students get frustrated because they're not allowed to, um, to, 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 to be and to, and to represent themselves and to live their authentic selves within that space. So you come in and you get a black student who has a PhD, but they can rattle on, can uh, renowned scholar, mm. and they're not allowed to talk about the, uh, an African scholar who, who um, probably speaks to something that is, uh, that is more contextually relevant, responsive, and responsible for Africa. Mm. So th- that, that for me is, we can talk about cosmetics, sure. we can talk about white tears and, and black anger, but if we don't talk about the core of what the academic institution is about, and that is knowledge generation, mm. we're not even dealing with the real issues. Let's, let's get some closing remarks here, and uh, Professor Chira, I'll give you the first word, and uh, we'll close off again with you, uh, Professor Kozashangase. One of the big issues, certainly, um, around the uh, death of uh, Professor Bongani Mayosi from uh, the medical school there at UCT, uh, was uh, what people suggested, of course, after his death, that uh, uh, he received little respect from uh, some of his fellow professors. And, of course, some of this might be subtle, some of it might be more explicit. Uh, and I'd love to hear from you, Prof. And I understand, of course, you can't be as candid as you would like because uh, you speak, uh, of course, uh, not only just as a, as, a, as a black professional yourself, but uh, you speak, uh, of course, on behalf of the uh, institution and uh, the uh, uh, department that uh, you head up. But... Um, have you seen instances that have been brought before you here of uh, black academics feeling that uh, their uh, particular work in the generation of knowledge and dissemination of knowledge is either undermined by fellow uh, 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 white uh, counterparts uh, who are within the department or even some of the white students? Because uh, certainly in my conversations with many black academics, the big issue also comes from the students themselves who uh, historically have never been able to see black people in knowledge generating roles and yeah. functions in society aside from just being, I guess, a human of wood and drawers of water. Do you get that kind of uh, a similar uh, uh, complaints, uh, Professor Chira? And if so, uh, how as a department and as a university are you beginning to deal with these as part and parcel of transforming the institutional profile and nature of the university? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, uh, Professor Mayosi was one exceptional, exceptional academic. Um, and and, and, and I, I, I can say this, that he was at some point seen as a future vice-chancellor of the university. Uh, so he was truly exceptional, A-rated scholar. Um, he received huge respect uh, in, the, in the university itself. Um, I know that he had a tough time when he became dean. I mean, um, he, he became dean at a very difficult moment when there were protests. Students come into his office in his first two weeks of office uh, they come into his office, which put him under a lot of uh, pressure. 
but he was apparently also undermined by uh, members of his uh, faculty who felt that he was uh, bending too much towards students. Uh, it was a, a sad episode, and I think it shouldn't be repeated. Um, with regard to the experience of academics at UCT and students, of, of, of especially black ones, I can tell you that we do have this, uh, these problems. I'm having to deal with them all the time. Um, there is, in my faculty at the moment, a process to what we call institutional cultural process, whereby we have uh, external facilitation, whereby members of the faculty and students' uh, body will speak uh, to each other and uh, uh, deal with um, um, the many issues of institutional culture that they face. Um, we have issues of mental health uh, because students feel alienated, they feel there's too much pressure in the law studies, for which we have uh, psychologists and therapists on campus on, on, on in our faculty. Uh, there are other initiatives by the university um, which um, are ongoing at the moment. But overall, what we are trying to do is to uh, involve students as much as possible in the uh, uh, solutions uh, that, um, uh, uh, that could help us to improve our teaching and also interactions with them. So students are really being involved in all faculty committees now. Uh, it's not enough. There are many um, forums where we could, uh, we don't have uh, um, student input that much. But all these efforts are, are ongoing. We do have faculty assemblies as well with students. So there is a level of responsiveness that has changed uh, from what we were four years ago uh, to a new place. It's not enough. We're trying to work uh, as hard as we can. Uh, definitely, okay. there's a lot that needs to happen at uh, at UCT to get to a place where students can feel um, valued and appreciated. Okay, we'll have to leave it there, Professor Chira. Professor Kozashangas, you have the last word. Um, you know, I think that um, our book, um, we we wanted the, the the honest reflections of of black academics to be archived mm. so that people know exactly what it is that people, um, black academics go through, especially black female academics. So I, I, I would really encourage people to have a, a read in the book and see and get a feel of what it is that people actually go through because it's got implications for knowledge generation in the form of the research that is undertaken at higher education institutions. It's got a huge impact on um, teaching because representation matters. Students want to see people that look like them, that think like them, that see the world in their own, in, in, in a similar view. So I think, I think that we, um, if we don't confront this issue straight up and we keep on debating and pussyfooting around it, we're not going to get anywhere. And, 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 and right now, black academics are really frustrated and they've had enough. Okay, we'll have to leave it there. Really appreciate uh, your time, Professor Koza Shangase from uh, Wits University and uh, Professor Chirwa uh, from uh, the uh, Department of uh, Law at the University of Cape Town.